Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Hold up. Welcome back on the block. Eastrick here, joined with my partner, Austin Arman. We are just going to get into it, man. We're, we're not even going to hesitate. This is just, first of all, tonight it continues with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at home with a horrible record of 8-9. I don't know how they managed to pull that off. But the Cowboys coming in at 12-5 and with a great defense been ops up and down. Um, Dak Prescott has kind of – well, I'm not going to say he's looking like um, your your boy, Kirk Cousins, but <laughs> he has his moments where he just looks like he doesn't belong. But we're not going to go into that one right now. We'll talk about it a little bit. But we're going to talk about what has transpired over these – this wonderful – what do they call it? Uh Super, Super wild card wild weekend. card weekend, man. It, it, look, I, I've been, I was intrigued by some of the matchups, and they didn't disappoint. Mm-hmm. Um, let's first get into this this one. Let's first get into the Brock Purdy. <sighs> Are you freaking <laughs> kidding me right what? now? If you don't love that story, then you don't love sports, and you don't mm-hmm. love football. And and it could be one of the greatest stories of the year. This man. Last picked person. So there's two of them now. Thompson was also in that late Mm -hmm. grouping. Seventh round, yep. But Brock Purdy goes 18 for 30 for 332 and three TDs. Come on, somebody. And he used his feet in some instances where I was like, I didn't know he had, you know, I knew he could do something, but I didn't know he was fleet of footed like that. And uh, 41 to 23 win against, um, you know, DK Metcalf and, you know, that crew did what they were supposed to do as far as trying to, you know, make it interesting. Uh, DK Metcalf goes for 10 for 126 and two TDs. He had a game, but Gino just uh, wasn't able to get it done in totality. I mean, his QBR was, you know, right at 66, whereas Brock Purdy was at freaking 90. 90. As a, I mean, like, they look, look, he played, if anybody's expectations of how he played, and when you look at Jimmy Garoppolo and what he was able to do, you have confidence now mm-hmm. looking at this team mm-hmm. that it is a possibility with their defense. And look, the greatest steal of the year was Christian McCaffrey. I don't oh, care what anybody said. He, it was high-ray robbery mm-hmm. what they did mm-hmm. to Carolina Panthers. So you look at that situation, you look at them coming in, tell me about, your thoughts for that game. Very cool story. Big shout out to Brock Purdy. Playing better in the NFL than better he ever than did in college. Better than Chubba. Better than Chubba. Oh, yes. oh I'm sorry. <laughs> well, <that>. yeah, both. <laughs> you didn't have to say the quiet part out loud, but we did. It's true. Uh, Brock will have a longer NFL career than his brother. We're going to put that on record. On right record. Now. Great story. Uh, but as much as it's about Brock Purdy, you know, stepping up when his number was called. Being third string guy, Mr. Irrelevant. A lot of it goes to Kyle Shanahan. Uh, mm-hmm. For scheming things up to put him in positions to succeed, succeed. Mm-hmm. playing to those strengths. Yeah. But some of it's on the Seahawks, too. 17 missed tackles, according to Pro Football Focus. That's too many. That's way too Only many. Only got pressure on eight dropbacks. 
on 30 pass attempts. That pocket just looked crisp and clean. One sack. Yeah. That's not going to get it done. A rookie quarterback, a young guy like that, you have to confuse. You have yeah. to give different looks, make him uncomfortable. Different blitz packages. Something different. Something, yeah. Maybe they tried it. If they did, it didn't look like it because yeah. Brock Purdy handled it all like a champ. And if his game just has to be hand the ball off to Christian McCaffrey, swing it to McCaffrey, hit Debo over the middle, and let those guys create the yards yeah. after catch, yeah. add that on top of a defense that's been top 10 in the NFL for a while now. It's a very dependable unit that does get after the passer. Yeah. That's the formula for San Francisco. There's not a hotter team in football right now. I, I would have to agree, and I, I think many of the pundits would also say that they're one of the hottest teams that are out there. They're very dangerous. Um, but here's what's, what I think is dangerous, too. Christian McCaffrey goes for 15. 15 carries for 119 yards. Mm-hmm. That's sick. Eight-yard average <laughs> in a playoff game now. Let's, let's, playoff game, where yes. you You know that one of the things mm-hmm. you want to scheme for defensively is you want to make Brock Purdy beat yeah. you. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. And Christian McCaffrey just opens up the floodgates and goes nuts. But then throw that in there. Debo Samuels, three for 32, a 10-yard average, which that's the mm-hmm. crazy danger Shannon Hand and his group is able to implement. Mm-hmm. They're able to do all these different trick packages that can just kind of throw you off, right, off kilter. But then he comes back and has <laughs> 133 with six ca- catches. Six. <laughs> I mean, this is crazy on nine targets. And then Brandon Ayuk is no freaking slouch of his own. And so, I mean, they're they're dangerous. And they're, they're not even really using Kittle. Like, Kittle is a danger in himself. And be prepared that he's going to get schemed into something really, really nice where his numbers could be good. That's what makes him dangerous. They can go any route on you, whether it be with the run or with the pass. Right. The offense is definitely the bigger question mark for San Francisco. Even as well as Brock Purdy is playing. With a guy like Brock Purdy at quarterback, you're always going to have more questions about the quarterback situation. Yeah. Plain and simple. Yeah. Seattle hasn't been a great defense. They weren't a give up 41 points in many games this year mm-hmm. defense. Mm-hmm. That was a clinic from Purdy, yeah. from McCaffrey, from Samuel, Getting from Getting Bosa back was huge, too. Getting Bosa and, back, Because yes. you have to scheme. You have to kind of either, you know, chip or you have to do something mm-hmm. on that side to kind of keep an eye on him, you know. Five tackles, well. a tackle for loss, recovered a fumble no sack, in the debut. Which he's had every game. Right. No sack this game, but right. still he was in, impactful. Right. Had a fumble recovery. Mm-hmm. You look at Bosa. You look at Dre Greenlaw, Fred Warner, oh, yeah. guys you know are studs. Oh, yeah. Uh, Lenoir, the, the cornerback. Hufanga, the all-pro safety. Yeah. Dudes at every level of that defense. And now, I don't want to call him the favorite. Philadelphia, if Jalen Hurts is healthy, looked better early. They picked it back up late. But, man, it's hard to bet against San Francisco right. because, again, Kyle Shanahan's been there. He's taken a backup quarterback to the Super Bowl. Right. Did it with Jimmy G. Mm-hmm. He's done it before. I, I would have to agree with you. Scott on the Soder Heyman text line says, is there any NFL guarantee contracts? Um, not not like, like you would have with baseball and basketball. It's not guaranteed. Your guarantee is your bonus, what they call your signing bonus. So when they say you have a $160 million contract and $45 million of it is guaranteed, the rest is salary, you could be cut in, in two years. And, and, yeah, only the salary is lost, but you get to keep the $45 million or $25 million or whatever that is. So that is the guarantee, Scott. And that, that's crazy to me. That the NFL I think it's crazy. They even adjusted that, yeah. It's Especially with injuries and concussions yeah. and all the stuff that they have to endure and deal with. I agree with is you. Is that on the Players Association? I have to agree. And I think it's one of the worst. I think the Players Association is one of the worst. I think their management and their, you know, with Goodell and the mm-hmm. stuff that they're able to do is probably one of the best. 
Uh, I think I think prior to Adam Silver taking over, um, I think the NBA was solid with with David Stern. I thought they, you know, he okay. he took it to a whole nother level with Stern. Uh, baseball, uh, I that's still a, that's a game in a weird spot right now. But they uh, their their freaking money is huge. Crazy. Most money in pro sports. Oh, man. Which is insane because it's the least watched of yeah. them, and yet you have Mike Trout making $450 million. It's crazy. Guaranteed. Every penny of it crazy. going to him. Crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, that that's that's that. Let's let's move on. Let's go down and, and check out the next uh, grouping of games. You had the chart. Now, this is one that, that we felt was interesting mm-hmm. because you had, mm-hmm. you had Justin Herbert and you had Trevor Lawrence. Both of them were going to have um, – their debuts, and one of them was going to come out victorious. So that was a good story in itself. First of all, of how the Jaguars managed to get there, and then after the Chargers fell off the wagon last year and came up short, it was good to see them both get there. Shout out to Tra- uh, to ETN, um, staying in Florida and had a tremendous um, game in himself. 20 carries for 109. He was very impactful. But Trevor Lawrence, four INTs, anytime in a playoff. Listen, normally in a playoff, when you have four INTs, you go down 27-0, you're done. But he somehow was able to overcome it. What was your thoughts about Trevor Lawrence, his performance, and getting them back in the game? And big sack. Now, the big sack to go for two in one of those instances, uh-huh. have Joey Bosa mm-hmm. kind of set it all up with, mm-hmm. the, with, with the mistake. But then you have some missed calls and situations that you can understand the kind of reaction, but you got to kind of be calm in those situations. Go ahead, talk about it. The thing about Trevor Lawrence is it's between the ears. We know the arm. We know he can move a little bit. But to respond from four interceptions tells me he's solid in the six inches between his ears. Mm. You have to be. Because this is a Jaguars franchise that doesn't have a lot of postseason success. And to go down twenty-seven, nothing. Yeah, you're you're the golden child. You're the chosen one. They took you first overall. You are that franchise. All for you, a reason. You're there. Yes. For this moment. Right. Mm-hmm. And here's the moment. You're ready for it. You're hyped up. You won a big game last week to win the division. You're back in the playoffs. You get a home playoff game, and you throw a pick, <sighs> and then another one. You saw the look on his face. Then another one. Oh, and it, it just got seemed worse to get for worse. Yeah, it did. Yeah, and then. Getting those points right before halftime might have changed that game. If it's 27 nothing, that's a tough spot. 27-7. Three possessions is three possessions, but it's not four. Right. That, I think, was a little spark. And then, more so than Trevor Lawrence, more so than uh, uh, ETN, more so than Evan Ingram, Christian Kirk, whoever. What are we doing, Chargers? This franchise, poverty franchise, why are you... You know, bridling Justin Herbert the way you are. You're holding him back. Mm-hmm. Plain and simple, mm-hmm. you are. I know the Falcons are cursed. I know they have 28-3 to in the flipping Super Bowl. If there was one franchise that was going to blow that game the way they did, it was the Chargers. Mm-hmm. And they did it perfectly Chargers fashion. The, but, for, but then you have to also consider how it, what led up to this. You lose Williams. Your mm-hmm. best freaking receiver. Mm-hmm. Because you decided in a non- uh, a game of no importance, totally meaningless, to play those guys, and now you lose one of your best freaking weapons, mm-hmm. and 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 going into this game to not have that, and then you have to look elsewhere. You have to start, mm-hmm. you know, you miss the scheming because now they don't have to, you know, scheme for him. Right. So yeah, I, and you do everything just wrong in that game, especially the wise. second half. Yep. Yeah, Staley. 
it, it sounds like he's safe. He's got to make some changes. His first season, he was one of the best in the league, like being on that cutting edge of when to go for it. Uh, even if it doesn't work out, what what do the numbers tell us? What's the process here? Yeah. How do we play to win the game and put ourselves in position to succeed more so than kind of rely on that conventional football logic, which has its time and place. But his first year, Staley comes in, looks like a disruptor. Hey, we're doing things a new way. Mm-hmm. He fell back into the same old traps. Yeah. Couldn't get his team back up off the mat. You know, they punched first. Jacksonville stood back up. Once Jacksonville got that second punch in to make that a close game, Kind of like Nebraska football. You could see the Chargers just clench up. They were tight. They know the history of that franchise. In that moment, some of that's on Justin Herbert to be the the guy and take over. Say, hey, this is my moment. This is far enough. We're taking this game back over. We're good. Some of that's on the coaching staff to put him in position to use his talents to do so. Yeah. Brandon Staley didn't help his quarterback out. Yeah. I would also credit Jacksonville. 13 carries, 35 yards for Austin Eckler, and two catches for eight yards. Yeah, he scored two touchdowns, which is big, but if you limit him to 43 total yards, that's a win. I mean, where he's in the category with Tomlinson and and uh, um, uh, Marshall Falk and, you know, just he's in that category of, mm-hmm. of you know, touchdowns and from both carry and yeah. catch. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, that's, that's, that's tremendous. And listen, they paid him, they paid him a bag. Um, you know, for, for say, um, Oliakun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they paid him a bag and they got everything out of him. Eight solos, thirteen total tackles, and and one uh, QB hit. You know they got they've got the most out of that. Uh, you know out of him on the defensive side as well. So yeah, man, it, it, that was a great game. I loved watching it. It kept me interested throughout the whole game. I think I might have turned it off and came back to it and, <laughs> and was you. like, wait a minute, what's going on here? So yeah, that was one of those ones. The other thing I would say too is Doug Peterson's decision to go for two. Oh yeah, is exactly the call that needed to be made at that moment. Yeah, that way you know that a field goal can win you the game if you get that two-point conversion. Otherwise, you know you need a touchdown. Why not give yourself a chance to win with a field goal? If you kick the extra point, you need a touchdown anyways. Mm-hmm. You get the two, you win it with the field mm-hmm. goal. It's a simple call that so many NFL coaches, I think, would have been scared to make. I agree. I agree. Um, let's move on because this one right here, the Bills against the Dolphins. Everybody and their mama, I mean, I think there was 13-point thir- underdogs, the mm-hmm. Dolphins. Everybody thought without, um, you know, with – Hey, well, they had a third third string as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you look at that situation and you just think that Josh Allen's going to dominate, and he did. I mean, 23 for 39, 352, uh, three TDs, but it was still a struggle. It was still a fight. Um, the defense gave up in the second half 17 points, so you had that trouble going and brewing. Uh, you know, Stephon Diggs does what he does. He's he's a 100-yard receiving guy for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, they find themselves in a tight one. How did you view this? And was this an unexpected, you know, Skylar Thompson to be able to lead this team, even though he didn't have a great game, so to speak, but they were still in the game. How does this happen? How does it even they find themselves in this game? He gutted it out. Point and simple, he did. He put the ball where his receivers could catch it. There's a stretch of just brutal drops. Yeah. I don't know if any single one of them changes the game, but add him up. I mean, he was 18 of 45 or 18 of 44. So not a great completion percentage, but if you get, you know, half of those caught, you're right about 50. Again, still not great, but there were some deep balls down the field that those receivers dropped. Mm-hmm. Skylar Thompson put his guys in position to make plays. Two picks, not good, not great. I was more disappointed in Josh Allen. 
I really was. He has the counting stats. 350 yards, good. Three touchdowns, good. Mm -hmm. He was sacked seven times. He also threw two picks. He also lost a fumble. That was the way Miami was going to stay in that game, was by causing havoc and getting turnovers. Mucking it up. Yes. When Buffalo stopped turning the ball over, they were fine. They were good. So you have two interceptions and you have four fumbles that you were lucky Mm -hmm. to get a couple of recoveries out of where you only lose one of those four. That's – that in itself saves you. Absolutely it yeah. does. So the hope, if you're a Buffalo fan, is that this is very similar to Wake what the Ohio State game was for Georgia. Yeah, you're, You go up big. I know Georgia didn't go up big. A little different game script. But you find a way to get out a win that was ugly. Mm-hmm. You were the better team all year long. You proved it. Someone came in, nothing to lose, everything to gain, gave you their best shot. You withstood it. Mm-hmm. Now's the biggest game of the year for Buffalo. I don't care if they make it to the AFC Championship or the Super Bowl. This divisional round game is the biggest game of the year because, to me, it determines their season. Obviously, if they lose, it's done. But if they win and look good, that tells me that that's a group that is talented. We know that. They were one of the preseason, you know, betting favorites to make it to the Super Bowl, if not win it. So we know the talent's there. But if that talent can respond to this Miami game, especially Josh Allen at quarterback, and say, that wasn't good enough. We got lucky. Yeah and move forward with it with a pretty good showing against, a again, a hot Cincinnati team, that'll tell me everything I need to know about Buffalo. Yeah, Cincinnati's a, a little struggle in itself, and, and they're, they're still having problems on their line, and they've got oh. to address that this mm-hmm. offseason. It's it's a major issue for them, you know, with with your best quarterback being sacked as much as he's being sacked, that you've got to take care of that problem ASAP. Uh, because this is also another situation where you have Huntley – as your quarterback, you don't have Lamar J- Jackson. You didn't, you know, have to overly worry yourself about the legs that Lamar Jackson has and the, the capabilities of blowing a game open. But I think they, if they probably had him, they might have clipped the Bengals in this game. Kind of. They end up with a 24-17 win. Um, you know, uh, J.K. Dobbins get coming back was, was pretty solid for mm-hmm. them. It really probably helped out Huntley a little bit more than what you probably would have expected. But they were able to get it done. Um, I think it was pretty understood that they would probably win. I thought that maybe you would get a, a you know a ten point win, maybe a thirteen, but I didn't think it would be this close. And they were able to keep it and pull it out again. Baltimore led at the half. Not yeah. great clock management. Justin Tucker able to, to bang that last field goal through to give them the lead at the half. Does J.K. Dobbins have a point? I know he just came back, you know, from that week off, or the you know he's back playing. Thirteen carries, sixty two yards. Do you trust Tyler Huntley with the ball that gets returned, you know, 98 yards for a touchdown? Do you give J.K. Dobbins a crack? He didn't get one. And then that other long series, J.K. Dobbins didn't touch the ball. If he's one of your best playmakers, an offense that doesn't have a lot of them, especially with Lamar Jackson out, Mm -hmm. J.K. Dobbins has got to touch the ball. Facts. That was their path to victory. Again, mucking it up, which they did, playing in the mud, hitting Joe Burrow plenty of times like they did. Mm -hmm. That was Baltimore's path. Mm-hmm. Now, it shouldn't have been the death knell, right? Yes, that fumble return for a touchdown put Cincinnati up. There's still almost 12 minutes to go in that game. That shouldn't have been it, but again, that's that tells me everything you need to know about who Tyler Huntley is and what he can do. Yeah. Maybe he's fine in the regular season, but when it comes down to it and you need that big drive, that response, either credit Cincinnati's defense for stepping back up or Tyler Huntley isn't it, and that proves Lamar Jackson's importance. Exactly. So, I mean – could Lamar Jackson, just a quick question, could Lamar Jackson use this to be able to leverage? 
I how would he not? Right. How would he not? I yeah. think they're winning like sixty five or seventy percent of the games that Lamar Jackson starts. When he doesn't play, they're winning like thirty percent. Yeah. That's a noticeable it's a difference. significant difference. That's a league MVP. Because who can you go out there and get? That that could come in because you would have to totally revamp your offense. Everything, everything. Mm-hmm. If you don't secure him, uh, absolutely. Uh, let's let's continue on. Uh, next, uh, real quick off the text line, uh, texter Greg and Lincoln says, "How about Cousins' look on his face after throwing a three-yard pass on a fourth <laughs> and eight? Um, yes, I, I I think the look on his face was sickening, but uh, at the same time." You've got to, you know, uh, this is one thing that we talked about. You've got to allow the the freaking referees to make a decision. You've got to toss that ball. You've got one of the best receivers. I don't care mm-hmm. if he's double covered. I'm trying to thread the needle. I'm throwing. I'm I'm waving him for a comeback. I'm doing anything to just get him a the, shot. A shot. A Mm-hmm. I would much rather do that than, you know, your chances of getting a third and eight if you're sitting in a zone or anything like that. Just just try to create as much time as possible. Find mm-hmm. a pocket. You've got to do something. You cannot throw that ball short in that situation. You're done. Give your guy a chance and give your team a chance. I know yeah. TJ Hawkinson's a big dude, but so is the linebacker covering him. Handled it no problem. If you have TJ Hawkinson with a step or two on his guy and you want to try to trust him to break a tackle, you know, throw it to him three yards and then go from there, okay, that's defensible. TJ Hawkinson didn't have a full head of steam, didn't have momentum, and the guy was right there on him. Yeah. That play had zero, zero chance. chance. Mm-hmm. Plain and simple strike. The reason you pay a guy like Justin Jefferson after you draft a guy like Justin Jefferson is to get him the ball. Mm-hmm. I know he had seven catches, 47 yards, not nearly as explosive as he was the first matchup against the Giants. Studs win games. D.K. Metcalf. D.K. Metcalf. Go, the, Ten you catches, knew he was going to be, yards. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, stuff like that. You yeah. Give him the freaking rock. Against a better defense. Facts. San Francisco's defense is better than New York's. Facts. That's a, a shortcoming, I think, for Minnesota's offensive staff to not find a way or go to their best play to get their best player the ball. Yeah. All that being said, the defense is in trouble. That Minnesota defense is in trouble. Hot knife through butter. Mm-hmm. Daniel Jones, mm-hmm. who had his rookie op- his fifth year rookie option declined. The Giants said, yeah. "Not that we don't believe in him, but we need to see more." Yeah. Daniel Jones stepped up to the plate. Their first playoff yeah. win since 2011. Throws for 300 yards, rushes for 78 more. That's the one that kept him in, you know, kept him alive early. The rushing with his legs, yep. I, he had to be tired because they were like back to back to back. It was they. He looked like Lamar Jackson out there <laughs> for part of the game. Go ahead. Yeah, he he almost doubled up Saquon Barkley in carries, but again, that saved Saquon Barkley's legs. Guy who's had injuries before, who mm-hmm. was the franchise before Daniel Jones got there. Daniel Jones is not Lamar Jackson. No. They're similar but different. Danny Dimes is getting paid, plain and simple. He won a playoff game. Locker room seems to like him. He's yeah. stuck with it. Uh, Dable and Kafka seem like they have good heads on their shoulders, know how to work with him. Get him a receiver to pair with Saquon Barkley. I mean, that touchdown run Saquon had uh, to cap off that first long drive. That looked like old Saquon yeah. with the moves and the explosiveness. Pair a top-tier receiver with that Saquon Barkley with an improved defense, still not great, but improved, and that version of Daniel Jones – that's a contender. Yeah. Who who do you who, in this matchup tonight? Seven fifteen ESPN, uh, ABC and ESPN Plus. Uh, it's going down. Tom Brady um, doing what Tom Brady can do to even just get him there. 
Um, it's tight. It's going to be tough, but they've got a home game. Mm-hmm. And so the Cowboys are going to be coming in, uh, coming off of a, a, a debacle of a game against the Commanders to finish off the season. But uh, what's, what's your, what are you looking for in this game? Uh, what are you Man. hoping to see? What do you think you're going to see? What I'm hoping to see is a Dallas win and kick Tom Brady somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Uh, make that – again, I'm not a Tom Brady fan. I, I've grown to respect him more than I did, but Tom Brady has personally victimized me far too often for me to want him <laughs> to be happy. So I'm pulling for Dallas tonight. I don't know how confident I am in it because that defense is still solid for Tampa Bay. Still gets after the passer. Yeah. Dak hasn't been good recently. He's got to find some way to turn it back on, to get back going. If he can't do that, he's going to be in for a long night. And then can Dallas's defense step up to the plate and answer? Sounds like Ryan Jensen was activated. Tom Brady's center. That could not be many sacks on line. Tom Brady this year, so right. that's good. Can you still get the ball out quick? Mm-hmm. Dallas by three is an interesting line. I, I see it within that kind of range. I think it's close. I think it's back and forth. The uh, ESPN matchup predictor says Dallas has a 67% chance to win the game. That's too high. Mm-hmm. This is one of the most coin flip games of this postseason. We saw the 4-5 in the AFC, Chargers-Jaguars. I don't think either team gets out to a 27 nothing lead. I wouldn't be shocked to see another one-point game. I'm pulling for Dallas. Hard to bet against Brady at home, though. See, that's, that's how I feel about it, too. It's kind of up in the air for me. I'm looking forward to watching this game this evening. At 7.15 is going to be the kickoff uh, for this game there at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa Bay. But we've got to take a break right now, and uh, we're going to come back and talk a little bit about the possibility, some of the rumors and the speculation that's out there with regard to Tom Brady and possibly what's next for him. We're going to come back and talk about it on, uh, on the block right here, 93.7 The Ticket, right after this break. 